0: Too many people are consumed with worry and anxiety about what tomorrow might hold. This fear can be paralyzing. But as Christians, we believe that our Heavenly Father is always looking out for us. Join us today as we wrap up our series called Love Reigns." Life has its ups and downs Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Venture Church. And as always, so thankful that you are joining us today. And we at Venture Church believe that you are where you need to be at this moment in time. And we are praying that God will give you a reason, a purpose of why he has you where you are at this moment. Today is our final day of our series called Love Reigns. Uh, And we have been challenging ourselves to allow the love of God to reign in every area of our lives. Um, The first week we celebrated the life, the death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as we celebrated Easter. Uh, We uh, celebrate because the resurrection is the proof that Jesus is the true king of the world who has authority over all things. And when we obey Jesus, we experience the life he has for us. The second week, we looked at how God's love reigns over our past. Through our mistakes and sins uh, can be a heavy burden on us, we embrace the love of God that forgives us of our past and offers us a fresh start. And last week, we, we discovered that God's love gives us promise for our present. We, we can make choices that create healthier patterns in our lives and renew our minds to live in obedience to God. This final week of our series, I want to speak about allowing the love of God to reign over our future. And so to kind of help us out with that, I remember as a kid having a a little toy that was supposed to help us know what the future held. And some of you might know this toy and might even have one of these today. Uh, It was a Magic 8-Ball. You guys remember those Magic 8-Balls? I used it for all kinds of questions I had about the future, And, and I would shake up that mysterious little triangle floating in the blue liquid inside, which to me was the most mysterious thing was, what was that blue liquid, right? Uh, And we did that to to kind of just to reveal my future. And I'd ask it about things like, you know, whether my middle school crush would like me or not. And oddly enough, it always gave me the answer, don't count on it, right? (laughs) And I'd ask it about my grades, how they would turn out, you know, and the answer would be, better not tell you now, you know, like you're going to be in, you're not going to like it. Right. Uh, I'd ask it about the, my, my future career, you know, to which it would respond, ask again later, you know, it needs to know, you know, or whatever. I don't, I don't think it ever really told the future. It just gave vague answers to think we could tell the future. Right. But anyway, this little toy that actually came out in 1950 is a telling sign that our culture has an interest in the future. We all have wondered from time to time about what the future might hold for us. Sometimes we wonder because our current situation is painful and and harmful and hurtful and and all those things, and we want to just get on the other side of the difficulty, right? And sometimes we wonder because we are excited about what the possibilities that are before us, right? Like, whoa, what's going to happen with me in the future, right? But either way, our curiosity about the future can sometimes slip into an unhealthy obsession with what is to come, and that is commonly called worry, right? In fact, what I would like for us to kind of do right now is I want you to take a moment and and think about one worry in your life about the future, and it could be something in the near future, like maybe something's going on today for you. Uh, It could be something even small. That's okay. Uh, Maybe it's something big. You know, uh, maybe it's something way down the line, uh, like your retirement or something like that, right? And I just want you to think about that worry as you listen to this this podcast today. and Just keep it on the forefront of your mind, okay? Worry is an all-consuming use of our time, energy, and attention on things that we cannot control. We worry about our finances. We worry about our family. We worry about our job. We worry about getting sick, right? We worry about everything. The problem is, is that our worrying does not improve our situation at all. The only true way to cure this sickness of worry is to trust in the love of God and just let it rule in our lives. Jesus spoke to this struggle with the, with the future uh, in Matthew 6, uh, 25 through 27. Uh, here's what it reads. I'm reading from the NIV today. Matthew 6, 25 through 27 it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life You know, even though this passage of scripture was written around 2,000 years ago, it's, it's just so applicable to us today. It, and it also shows me that our human nature is to sense anxiety about our future, right? It's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. And so this brings us to our question for the day that we need to ask and answer. It's this, how do we let love reign over our future, right? How do we let love reign over our future? And the first point I want to make on this is know that God sees you. Know that God sees you. Jesus tells us not to worry about our life, right? Don't worry about the daily needs. Don't worry about the daily wants. The reason he tells us this is because our lives are made up more than just of uh, physical desires, right? God offers proof for his ability to provide for us. He points to the birds of the air. And these tiny winged animals are not anxious about their needs for tomorrow, but, but God still provides their needs for today. If God takes care of the sparrows of the world, surely he can take care of you, right? Jesus reminds us of our incredible worth. He, he sees us. We are loved by God and therefore he will provide for us today. Our future is in good hands when our future is under God's control. We must allow ourselves to trade what we don't know about the future for what we do know about the love of God for us. Worry is not worth, worth it because it does not add any hours to your life, right? If anything, it, it takes hours away, right? Because we spend time worrying instead of doing what we're supposed to be doing. It reminds me of the line in the Lord's Prayer where it says, uh, as we pray, give us this day our daily bread, right? Give us what we need today, God, Not too much so that we might forget about trusting you for the future and not too little that we are tempted to take matters into our own hands, but but just enough for today. It is how we learn to trust God, even when we do not know what is around the corner, right? Trusting God for the future instills this deep hope that he is there before we ever get there, right? Um, A few years ago, I found myself watching the news before work each day, right? Like many of you. Uh, and this is, this is a few years ago. And I did it for a long, long time. But this is just a couple of years I recognized this, that I, I would watch about a half hour of it while I was getting ready for work, right? And then I would watch another half hour or, or so when I got home, right? The five o'clock, six o'clock news or whatever, right? And for a longest time, it was no big deal. But eventually, I began to notice myself feeling anxious about the things that had just been discussed right on the news, They would talk about political divisiveness, the the struggling economy, you know, potential wars, people hurting and and killing each other, right? And, and of course, recently, uh, COVID-19 and all that kind of stuff, right? And it just became too much for me to handle. I experienced true anxiety and anger for the first time because everything just seemed so out of control. I became anxious about the future. And it was not until I confessed my struggle to my wife and shared with her the things that I just was dealing with and, 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 and I turned off the news, then, then I began to feel normal again. I had to remind myself that, that God sees me. God sees every single person on earth and he has a great plan for you. He will take care of you. You can trust him. In fact, this is one of the reasons we, at, uh, we use the uh, J- scripture of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven for our vision and mission here at Venture Church. It, you see, it was a promise given to the Jewish people, but, but I believe it's something that we can hold on to today as well. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God has a preferred future that he longs for you to live into. We experience when we begin to let go of trying to control everything and we start to submit to him and follow his lead. Worrying about the future does not have any positive effects. It, it only causes us to become paralyzed by fear. The question is then is how do you know when the opportunities uh, in the future, are God's plans, right? How do we know that that's, that's what God wants for us? Well, there are three simple questions that you can ask yourself to help determine if God's leading you in your life, okay? The first one is this. Does this opportunity align with Scripture? In other words, would you be violating some kind of direction that has already been given to us in God's Word? And if so, there's probably a good chance that it's not part of the plans God has for you, Right? Number two is, will this opportunity make me more like Jesus, right? If you, if you take part in this activity or, or make this decision, right, will it make you more Christ-like? If it, will help you shape, if it will help shape you and mold you into the person God desires for you to be, then there's a good chance that this could be a part of God's plan for your future. And number three is, will this opportunity benefit others? right? Will this decision result in the blessing of other people around you? God is always looking to use willing people to help serve others in need. This may be a good indication that this thing, this opportunity, this decision may be a part of God's plan for your life. To discover God's plan for your future is is, is to live into that purpose for which you were born. This is the future that, that we want to experience And Mark Twain once said, the two most important days of your life are the day that you were born and the day that you find out why. Your future is tied to your purpose and God's plan, okay? My second point on how love reigns over our future is you need to seek God first. You have to seek God first. Jesus gives us a way to ensure that our future falls in line with his will for our lives. It's about priority. And some of us have our priorities focused on the wrong things, right? Because we are nervous about the future. Let's read what Jesus has to say about this. in, in fact, it's uh, a continuation of where we're at. Matthew 6, uh, verses 28 through 34. Here's what he says. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Look at verse 33 again. Listen to it, right? It says that we should seek first the kingdom of God. This should be our priority. Living to see the kingdom of God come to earth should be the defining aspect of our lives. But many of us are more focused on other priorities. Things like increasing our popularity and status on social media, right? You know, finally getting the house on the lake or the new house because we've been renting for so long or, or the new car, the new boat or whatever, right? Or maybe it's just finding true love. And these things are not bad within themselves, but they can cause us to veer off track as our life progresses. And Jesus says, if we seek God first, that everything else will have a way of falling in place. You see, when we seek God first and we come across the new relationship, they are most likely the kind of person that God would want for us, right? When we seek God first, we, we live life with humility and that becomes what we are known for. And when we seek God first, the wants and desires look more like the things that God would want for us, right? So, so don't worry about your future. It is in God's hands, Besides, Jesus says today has enough things to be concerned about without worrying about the things that don't exist yet. Most of the things that we spend our time worrying about never come to pass anyway. And yet, so much of our energy is spent on it. And this leads me to the third point I would like to make on how do we let love reign over our future, and it is this. Use your time wisely. Use your time wisely. We only have so many days in our lives, right? All of us, we only have so many days in our lives. Our future must be stewarded well. The author of Psalm 90 had this concept in mind when when he wrote verse 12 of Psalm 90. He says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Let me say it again. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The author is writing a prayer. He is asking for awareness so that he uses the days of his life in a manner that honors God and honors people. There was a survey taken years ago. That revealed some astonishing information about how people spend their lives. Okay. Um, in a lifetime, the average American would spend so much time on certain things. Okay. And that's what the survey did. And I, I've shared a couple of these before, but listen to what this is. Uh, in a lifetime, the average American will spend six months sitting at stoplights, right? Six months sitting at stoplights. No wonder we have a road rage, right? Good thing it doesn't happen all in six months at one time, right? Feels like that some days, but anyway. Uh, eight months, uh, we'll spend eight months opening junk mail. Eight months. Now, I have a solution to get rid of that, uh, to lower that, is just throw the mail away. Just throw all the mail away, and then you'll never open junk mail. But then you've got to worry about bills. But So anyway, you can still reduce it, right? Okay. Uh, one year looking for misplaced objects, right? One year we spend looking for misplaced objects. Two years unsuccessfully returning phone calls, right? You know, we never return phone calls. I think text could be a part of that. We struggle the returning text anymore, too. Four years doing housework, right? Four years doing housework. Wives, people that do the housework, mainly do the housework, they're like, no, I think I spend more time than that, right? Okay. Five years waiting in line somewhere. Waiting in line somewhere. Now, I think 4.95 of those years is probably at the DMV just on its own. But that's just me, right? Okay. But this one is crazy too. Six years, we'll spend six years eating, All right? Now I don't know if that's just our three three meal or three main meals, or if that's snacking or anything. It didn't say. It just says eating. So uh, maybe you can cut back on that just by eating your normal regular meals, right? I don't know. But but as you live your life, it is important to ask yourself: Are the places that your time energy, attention and affection, you know, where they're going. Are they the most important places that they could possibly go? Right? You know, I've heard it said before that the only thing that will matter 100 years from now is will people's will be people's relationship with God, and I believe that to be 100% true. And if that's the case, then we need to use our future to ensure that as many people come to experience and trust God as possible. Right? As the psalmist said, living wisely means realizing that we only have so many days in our lives and we must use them wisely. Remember at the beginning of our our podcast, I had you think about one worry that you had about the future right now, right? And kind of put it in the forefront of your mind. And here's what I want you to do today. I want you to take that worry and I want you to give it to God. I want you to ask God how he wants you to spend your time and how he wants you to turn your worry into worship with him, right? In other words, how are you going to use that time that you spend worrying and turn it around, right? How else are you going to use your time? I'm going to be praying for you uh, for this through your time, through today about dealing with worrying and your future. Uh, But in general, I'm just going to be praying about how you're going to let love reign in your life. This concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We also hope you enjoyed this series called Love Rains. We'll hope you'll be back for our next series in two weeks called uh, Revival. We're going to be talking about revival, and it's going to be a little bit different than what I think you have in your mind. I hope you'll join us, and we'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Venture Ministries, or you'd like to help support us financially, please visit us at VentureChurch.ch.